Welcome to episode 231 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here, and I feel like it's been a while. It Well, it has. Has it? Yeah. A little bit of a hiatus. Yeah. You know, but that's that's okay. Yeah, Sometimes been, you do that every now and then. Yeah, we're back from our unofficial, official hiatus. Yeah, I, I went out of town for a little bit. You really went out of town for, so, and just, you know, these things happen. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a decent amount of stuff to talk about since, yeah, since last so. time. I think so. And an interview coming up with Don Jameson. We're going to do that next week because we figured it's been a bit, so we're going to ramble for a while here. Yeah, we're just going to we're gonna put our feet back in the water here. <laughs> Your toes, at least. Yes. All right, well, before we get into the talk and the music, we've got a couple songs we want to play as well. We need to let you know that we are sponsored every week by DEB Concerts and Med Farm. Med Farm is a dispensary located in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma at 24683 East Highway 51. They're not that far from where our compound is right That's now. That's right. They're not too far from the headquarters. Yeah, right down the highway near Onita Road, about a quarter mile past that. You can't miss them. Get in there and check them out. If you need a, a medical card, you can get that from them. They have a doctor on site every Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And at other times throughout the week, if you follow them on Facebook, you'll always know when that's going on. It's at MedFarm, P-H-A-R-M. You can also find them on Instagram at MedFarmOK. And their website's MedFarmOK.com. If you mention that you heard about them through us or just mention our name, they'll give you 10% off your order, which is awesome. They have a huge selection. So get in there and check it out. And the best part of all of it is 30% of their proceeds are going to help build no-kill animal shelters here in Oklahoma. Get over there, check them out, and tell them we sent you. Also, DEB Concerts. They keep bringing in the rock and roll. Just recently, LA Guns was in town with our friends in Grind. We reposted that episode since we didn't have an episode that week. That's right. So if you never heard that one with Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis. That's a good one. Yeah, check that one out. It was very cool. But other great artists like Tom Kiefer, Lita Ford, Striper, Steelheart, Sebastian Bach, Great White. A huge long list. Keep bringing in more. Saxon, that's another great one. Oh, man. Can't forget yeah, that. can't. But coming up, we've got a big one, a good one, a great one. Oh, yeah. October 18th, or excuse me, October 19th, last in line, will make their Tulsa debut with Fist of Rage opening up. That's going to be a great one. What a show. I can't and, wait. Yeah. Last in line. Their albums are fantastic. They just put out a new one this spring, which if you haven't heard, you need to. Recently, Vivian Campbell was on this podcast just a couple months ago. So go check that out if you have not. And get out there to check out this show. You can hit up Fist of Rage for advanced tickets. Save a few bucks off of the service charge. Eddie Trunk will be there hosting the show as always. You know it. It'll be at the Ideal Barroom. Did not mention that. Also at the Ideal Barroom with Eddie Trunk hosting. November 23rd will be Vixen, The Iron Maidens, and Down for Five. That's another great show. The Iron Maidens, of course, are an all-female Iron Maiden tribute band. Vixen, of course, you remember their hits from the late 80s. And then we've got Tulsa's own Down for Five. We'll have new music out by that point. And hit them up for your advanced tickets as well. Of course. So really looking forward to both these shows and, of course, any shows that 
DEB concerts is announced. We'll let you know about it. And we appreciate them sponsoring this podcast as they have been for quite a while. I don't even know. I'm just going to let you kind of lead this thing, kind of lead the way. I mean, well, I was looking back and something that happened before this was, we've had an episode since then, but we didn't talk about it was I saw seven dust. That's right. In Fayetteville in mid August. I can't even remember the day at this yeah. point, early August. I don't know, but just on a whim, I went that, that day and met up with Kevin and Rachel Graham. Okay. There was a lot of other people from the Rocklahoma community out there as well. It was a cool time. But we've talked about Seven Dust Live many times. We both know that this is one of the, what's the right word, premier live metal acts that there are. Oh, definitely. And they never disappoint. There's just something about that that venue in Fayetteville, Georgia's Majestic. Yeah, it's a great place to see a show. Yeah, it's just like... I don't know. It could be one of those things like the Canes where it just ups the game, even if the band is just the same as they were the night before. I yeah. don't know. But it's just something about it. It always feels that way. Like when we saw Clutch or and Prong, I've mm-hmm. seen Chris Br- saw, Chris Robinson's Brotherhood there. We saw uh, Phil and Selma and the Illegals and Battle yeah. Cross there. Yeah. Earth, that was amazing. Super Joint, wasn't it? Super Joint. God, it was yeah. Super Joint. Fuck me. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's something, it's one of those places you can't put your finger on it, Yeah, but it's, it's just a special venue. Yeah. And Seven Dust, of course, was no different. It just felt more intense and more in your face and more just powerful than a regular show is. And I, I mean, that's how all Seven Dust shows are to me, at least. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, they always bring it and they're always energetic and into it. And they still, as we say, every time we talk about them, they never quite get the the praise to use a seven S pun that they totally deserve, you know, but you know, I, the longevity and the level that they're at, I think speaks volumes that no, they've, they've never went away and they've, yeah. they've maintained that much, you know, exactly. But yeah, since then also another one that has been a while now, early to mid August was hell. Yeah. And nonpoint nice in Oklahoma city nonpoint. Of course, Elias has been on this podcast quite a while back, and we've seen them again since then at the 89th Street yeah. in Oklahoma City. That was a great set. Yeah. This band is just a great band that is kind of like, you know, maybe like a Seven Dust where it's like they've maintained this uh, that plane for, you know, they're going on 20 years now themselves. Yeah. And they've maintained that level, and... They should be at a higher level than they are, I think, but they keep putting out, especially these last couple albums they put out are extremely high quality. Yeah. And they don't disappoint live. The guitarist recently announced that he was leaving after that. Or no, I think it's after this next leg of this tour they're doing here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's been with the band since the second album, I think. I see. But they had announced he's going to stay on to write and everything. So it's cool to see stuff like that whenever a guy leaves a band, but they're still being involved and... So it's not a totally a loss or whatever, but exactly. But then hell yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try to say this without sounding like a dick. But we've 
we've both talked our piece about hell yeah throughout yeah. the years. I always tried to like him a lot more than I did. And that first album came out and I really liked it. You know, anybody that liked Pantera or Medvane, of course, you know, you check this out because it had two, yeah. two prominent guys or, well, actually three at the beginning from those two bands. And I really liked that first album, but I just lost interest after that. And I saw him live several times throughout that and it was always fine, but it just didn't ever grab me the way that I think it, it should have. And even the most recent time I saw him was in Dallas opening up for Rammstein. And it's like, you know, they're fucking great and a great live band, but it just wasn't, I don't know how to say it without saying that it, it just didn't move me the way that it, I wanted it to, I guess. Yeah. But that's this, okay. You're not, you're not slagging anybody. It's no, just not your thing. Right. That's fine. But see, here's where it changes. Like whenever I heard, uh, the first single off the new album. Yeah. That's not out yet. I think it was the first single, 333, might have been the second one. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is, may be the best song this band has ever fucking recorded. Yeah. And obviously all the drum tracks for that album were recorded by Vinnie Paul before yeah. he passed. But, you know, songs could have been changed after that, obviously. Yeah. But I don't know. And then I've heard three subsequent singles since then, and they're all at a higher level than anything they've done yeah. since that first album. And... Two of those songs, I think, might be the two best songs they've ever done. That and Perfect. And I'm just like... And then I saw them live. It's the best live show I've ever seen from that band. Really? And I'm like, did it take this guy dying for you to get your balls back? I mean, is that... I don't know how else to, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, Chad Gray is always a great performer, but it was just something about this show was next level. And it's like... What, the heart and soul of the band's gone, but the show's next level? That doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah. Is it like now we're going out and prove, you know, maybe that's what it is. Now they have to fucking prove something. They're doing this. They're calling it the Celebration of Life I see that, tour. Yeah. And, you know, they every show they played at least two Pantera songs, three at a couple of them. And, you know, they're laying it out there because, you know, their band member and, and friend's gone. Of course exactly. they're going to. But it just seems that, like, how is it this much at a next level when you had a guy playing drums that is already not just next level he is the fucking level you yeah know? yeah he is so I, I don't know if that sounds like a dick to say that but that's just that's my assessment of it there you go i don't know when the album comes out you know i'll probably say the same thing about the album if because i mean if those first few singles are an indication it's going to be way better than i imagined it would be so well at least you'll listen to it yeah i mean i probably won't even do that that's right <laughs> I, I was way more you need to listen to 333, three, three, you, you, you gave that band way more of a chance than I did. I just was, from the get-go, I was just... It's nothing, like I said earlier, it's nothing that I would put down. It just wasn't for me. Right. I don't, I don't know. It just... Maybe I'm the dick. Who knows? <laughs> maybe we're all just dicks. Ah, uh, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> well, should we play a song before we... Let's do this. Start talking about several more shows? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's play a song by... Excuse me, by our friends in Red Witch Johnny. Okay. It's been quite a while since we've played one of their songs yes. or even talked about them. This is a great band from Oklahoma, and they've got a full album out now called Tales of the Electric Mistress, and this song is called Cosmic Rain.
Cosmic Rain from Red Witch Johnny from their album Tales of the Electric Mistress. Man, those guys kicked it up a little a little on a, the heavier end of things. They sure did. The heavier offering, I like it. Yeah. They always kind of had that psychedelic kind of deep purplish vibe going on. Yeah. And this is more of just like a groovy kind of sludgy stonery vibe. Yeah. And I, I dig the hell out of it. Yeah, it's a great song. Great, the, the album's great. Yeah, it's been quite a while since I've seen them live and can't wait to... To see him again. Definitely. Yeah, so so check out Red Witch Johnny. Follow him on Facebook and Bandcamp, Reverb Nation, everything. Give these guys a follow. Tell them we sent you. And look for more from them coming soon. All right, so I had stuff written down. I didn't even pull up the outline. You son of a bitch. But I'm just trying to think. It doesn't need to be in order, does it? We We both saw Slipknot. we, We do what we want here. That's right. I'll pull up the outline while we're talking about this. Okay. Okay, so I went to the Knotfest Roadshow That's in right. Kansas City, and you went to the Knotfest Roadshow in Dallas. Dallas, Texas. Yeah. And I only caught Slipknot yeah. because I was working at the show, and you happened to catch everything. I caught so, the whole fucking thing. So... You just start talking about it, and then I'll talk about Slipknot as well once we get to that yeah, point. Yeah, well, you know, uh, my, you know, the 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 focal point for me on this show was Behemoth and Gojira. Right. All, but all, all four bands turned in great sets, but, you know, um, I'd never seen Behemoth, and I love that band. I love Nurgle, um, so, you know, that was awesome. They come out with a big fucking banner of uh, map of the USA with an upside down cross in, on it. I mean, brilliant. I mean, yeah. It just makes me happy in my heart. <laughs> um, and, and you know, it's so it's so theatrical. You know, he's got flames. He's he'll come out in this mask or this hat or this you know for whatever song and um, and you know. I, I really appreciate it. I don't want to, for one minute, act like I know anything about black metal or, you know, claim to be an extreme metal aficionado because I'm not. Some stuff drives me up the wall. Some stuff I love. It just hits me in a certain way. Um, and Behemoth, you know, hit me that way. And they put such... Uh, they they make this they make this music extreme, but at the same time melodic, and you know they make it they make it listenable and they make it clear, um, and they you know tight as a drum, and you know just theatrics, and you know thirty minutes and it leaves you wanting more when it's done. Yeah, um, so glad to finally get to see that band. Um, a shame it wasn't a full set. But it yeah. is. It really is. I, I I can only imagine what it would be like if it was a, a longer set. Um, Andy has one of the best Instagram accounts. He I does. Think. He literally has one of the best. I mean, you know, uh, you know, they get kicked out of a YMCA for wearing a, a black metal shirt, and you <laughs> know, he gets on. He gets back in his Uber and he's interviewing the Uber driver about, isn't that stupid? He's like, hell yeah, it's stupid. You should be able to, you know, I mean, it's just, and, and you know, he, he, he's just got, just go follow Nurgle69. That's his Instagram. It's, it's a great follow. Um, and, uh, 
you know, I, I just like, you know, to be blunt about it, I like the message. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's highly satanic, but for me, what it represents is, you know, kind of bucking the system and going against the establishment and questioning things, which I really love. So, you know, that, that was awesome for me. Gojira came on and, you know, their banner come up and a corner of the banner fell down, but there, you know, there's no time. So they just went on anyways. <laughs> and they were just, I think as, as much as I love Behemoth, I think Gojira stole the whole show. I mean, they were so good. Uh, so energetic. They were tight as a drum. Uh, and another thing, Slipknot has given all these bands full, full production. They're not, they're not taking any full sound, which is awesome. Um, you know, Gojira is just like, it's like a well-oiled machine. It's just, it cuts right through. And that was so cool to see them again. It had been so long. Um, you know, Vol- yeah. over from Metallica, right? Yeah, it, it was, it was just about 10 years ago, September of 2009. Okay. So, yeah, um, Volbeat was great. You know, the thing about Volbeat is every song they play is just a hit. Yeah. And, you know, every, point, yeah. every time they start a song, the crowd goes wild, you know. Um, you know, uh, so that was awesome. You know, they brought they brought a couple of kids up for the last song. There was a fight during their set, you know, in the crowd. And so they had to stop for a minute. Somebody passed out during Gojira, so they had to stop, you know. But anyways, I mean, you know, those bands just, they really... Uh, Rob Caggiano is an amazing guitar player for Volbeat, you know. And uh, the funny thing about Volbeat, when they came out, the bass player and Michael Paulson were wearing cowboy hats, and their intro music was All My Exes Live in Texas by George Strait. Yeah. And, you know, it, it just goes to show you, and and everybody in the crowd sang along to every word of it. Right. And that just tells you, no matter what you think about Texas metal, you know, what you think about metalheads in Texas, everybody knows the words to that song. Yeah. And so I got a kick out of that. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> um, and, you know, Slipknot comes on, and man, it's just, there's so much going on on stage. I mean, I, I, there's so much to watch, and you're just so jazzed about what you're seeing. I totally forgot to take any pictures. Not that <laughs> I take a lot, but I try to get one snap of every band. Yeah. And I just, I totally forgot. And, um, you know, the fucking, the way the stage is set up with the two percussionists way up high on the sides, you know, and the fucking DJs have their little treadmills, um, you know, when they're not doing their DJ, whatever the crap, you know, and they're doing their weird moves and their Jamiroquai shit on the treadmill. That was fucking cool. And yeah, I don't think anyone's ever done that. No, before. not just Romstein or anyone. No. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was really neat. I'm being extremely sarcastic. Yeah, I know. Well, well <laughs> cause you know, the keyboard player, <laughs> but I mean, I just, I thought that was really cool. And you know, the, there's just so much color and, um, how they do that shit in those fucking robes and yeah. jumpsuits and I've that fucking DJ that. man in that big robe. Yeah. How the fuck does that guy do that? I wonder if there's like, you know, little battery powered fans in their shit or something. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it was so fucking cool. Um, 
and just just seeing all that. I mean, I'm not I'm not the biggest Slipknot fan, but there's no as a metalhead you cannot not appreciate that show. Yeah, yeah, I would. A long time ago, like when people would just like say that in like Slipknot, I'm like just see them live. You know, they're yeah. just one of those bands that that's what they're that's what they're here for is yeah. the live show. I agree. And like you said, there's just so much going on. All that you know, color, flash, lights, fucking fire, everything. And it's just like, you you feel like you're at one of those shows. Like we talked about, like Metallica, Iron Maiden. Yeah. Just those huge, massive shows where like the whole place is energetic. Yeah. You know, like the whole crowd's just fucking, you know, that amphitheater in Kansas City, you know, just from wall to wall, just fucking people going nuts, saying the words to every fucking song. exactly what it was. And, you know, it was so fucking hot and humid, even standing in the stands. Yeah. It was so, it was sold out. And I mean, you just, you had to go walk around every now and then just to breathe. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking nuts. Yeah. And that is one of those shows. They're, they're, they're the headliners. They're, you know, when, when, you know, the big bands decide to stop, Slipknot's still going to be one of the ones going around. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I like that new album too. I mean, the yeah. songs are good. Yeah, it is a great album. Yeah. So, before that, like right before that, on the way to that, you saw... I saw Soulfly, Unearth, and Insight at 89th right. Street in Oklahoma City. Um, didn't get there in time to see Archon. Oh, shit. Uh, but, you know, I talked to Andy. That was cool. Uh, Man, that place is... I just... He's, I was he's, just thinking about it. That place, that small scene... Any three of those bands in yeah. that fucking little place would be insane. Yeah. Uh, Andy's going to do a hardcore project. That's really cool. Oh, wow. But um, Insight just crushed. They were absolutely crushing. We've had Richie Cavalier on the podcast before. And they, they did amazing. They did an amazing job. A couple times he's been on. Yeah, yeah. Unearth, Unearth was just as good as they've ever been. It was so good to see them after so many years. Ken Susie was not there. They had a filling guitar player. Oh, really? Um, so you didn't get all the the guitar twirls and yeah, which would have been hard to do at 89th Street, anyways. So he's just like filling in for the time being. Yeah, I think it was just the first three shows of the tour. Oh, okay. And then um, their drummer, you know, held his he held a stick classical, you know, like yeah. on the side, yeah, like a lot of those old jazz players do, and doing all that shit. <laughs> holding the stick like that just fucking insane uh, we were just watching the drummer the whole time it was just so impressive um and you know i think i think they stole the show from soulfly yeah. um you know i think and i'm just gonna be honest here soulfly was good um but it just seemed a little i think I think the standouts in Soulfly were his son, the drummer, uh, and then Mark Rizzo. Right. I think those two definitely carry the Soulfly live show. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I'll say it as big of a Max Cavalera fan as I am, I feel like he just kind of phones it in. That's exactly <laughs> that's, what that's like. Don't the, I've seen Soulfly several times over the last ten years. Yeah. And the the one time I felt like it was more like. Really, there was the Cavalier conspiracy show where he, where they did Roots in its entirety. Yeah, like that felt. I get that. That felt like he was putting everything into it, you know. And it's not saying he doesn't put anything into it. He's fucking Max Cavalier. He's yeah. a legend, and he still sounds good. But it's just like, yeah, it doesn't. You don't get that fucking. 
yeah. metal feeling like you know yeah. whatever that, that's that's the vibe i got so okay. so there's that did they play roots because uh, I've I, seen Soulfly and they played Roots and a couple other Sepultura songs. Well, but. you know, I, I we didn't stay for the complete end. Oh, okay, I got I you. don't know because we, we'd been, you know, we'd both been up since like six in the morning, you know, dr- you know, work and then driving, and then we had to drive to Amarillo the next day. Right. So we 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 hacked out early. Um, so and then and then on the way back from Not Fest, we went through Oklahoma City again to see Ginger at oh, Diamond right. Ballroom. And um, there's a band opening called Sumo Psycho, um, and it was a female singer, and she has actually sang on she sang on Tim Armstrong's solo record. So what kind of? And it was it was metal, it was heavy, but you know they'd kind of go they kind of break out into a reggae thing, you know, kind of one of those kind of new metally skindred type skindred thing? yeah dance hall kind of things there but 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 then heavy too I, I really enjoyed them they were cool um and then uh ginger was awesome that girl that woman my god i mean that woman can sing anything yeah. it's unbelievable the the things she can do with her voice um and you know they were and the the bass player had this big old 22 string bass or whatever the fuck these these youngins are playing nowadays. <laughs> they were so cool. They're tight as a drum. That was a really fun show. And uh, that band has a great cult following. People are really uh, yeah, they're getting like turned on, on to Ginger. And it's cool to see. Um, so that was really an enjoyable show. Um, I, and, the, you know, I... I the other band that I saw on the bill, they're not a local band. I don't want to mention their name. And I I, 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 I struggle with this because I don't want to talk shit. But it just really seems like some things really warrant talking shit. <laughs> and I think that, you know, you know, when you come out on stage and, and you... You talk and you talk about, you know, when you address your crowd as metalheads and... You know, you scream metal and put up the horns, and then, you know, it's just synth and tracks, and it sounds like a techno show. It sounds like a fucking rave. Fuck you. You know, go fucking go fucking work at Walmart or something. <laughs> it, it's just, it, it's a slap in the face to to your fans. It's a slap in the face to the bands on the on the tour that are actually playing live and and busting their ass. Um. You know, and, and a few things here and there are okay, but this was just fucking stupid. It was literally fucking stupid. The fucking goofy-ass guitar player, I mean, I don't even know why he was there. If he wasn't rolling around, he, was, he wasn't even fingering anything on his, on his fretboard. Really? You know, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Wow. You know, it, it was just like, I, I, you know, w- why be there? You know, you've got a track for your guitar. Uh, it's it was just, you know, uh, it was. And they were on the tour. Yeah, okay. it, it was like it was. I I think it was worse than Fever Three 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 at Oklahoma. Are you serious? Yeah, it was. It was. It was absolutely fucking disgraceful. Wow. And, and this is a touring band, and people like them, and I just don't get it. And I'm not gonna say their name, but it's it's fucking sad. You know, uh, think about learning, you know, 
learning to play or being a kid in a bedroom, learning to play guitar. And then, you know, once you finally get to where you're at, you just end up playing along to a track. <laughs> you busted your ass all those years. You looked up all these real guitar players. And then, anyways, my rant's over, but that was horse shit. If you're, if you're going to start a band, don't do that. <laughs> if you want to do that, go do something else. Yeah. You know, go, go design video games or fucking, I don't know. But, you know, leave it to the people that really want to play the instrument. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's lift the spirits back up and play some music. Yeah, let's do it. How about that? Let's play a band out of Oklahoma again. These guys are actually from Bartlesville, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. Galaxia, and this song is called Supercell.
Supercell from Galaxia. Brand new track. These guys uh, are a band I've yet to see live, and I've always wanted to. Yeah. I just love what these guys are doing. It's not your uh, typical thing for the Oklahoma music scene, and I really dig that. Which is all the more reason we should play it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've got all kinds of stuff going on. You've got electronic. You've got guitar wizardry going on as well. Yeah, definitely. Kick-ass solo. And just lots of stuff going on there, and I just really dig it. Really digging on these guys and hope to see them live soon. So be sure and check them out. Give them a follow. That's G-A-L-A-X-I-A. So be sure and look them up and tell them we sent you. Of course. All right, so on a completely opposite note. Wait. Okay. You see where Johnny Depp got up with Jeff Beck? Yeah. That's cool. That is pretty cool. in Tulsa last night. Yeah. Or Wednesday night. Yeah, it was Wednesday night. (laughs) I guess he had done that the night before in Kansas Kansas City City as well or something, so he's just like traveling with him, I guess. Yeah, which, you know. Which, why not? Yeah, it's Johnny Depp. He can do whatever fucking he wants. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. But yeah, on an opposite note, even from that, a couple, well, two or three weeks ago, I lived out one of your dreams and saw Chris Shiflett live. damn it. It's not rock, but hey, it's Chris Shiflett and he's in a rock band, so we're going to talk about it. That's right. See, they they were going to, he was coming here with Blackberry Smoke and we were going to go and then we're like, I don't know if we can go, but the thing got canceled anyways. Right, it was around the time of like a tornado or something. Yeah, yeah, so, but anyways, go ahead, sorry. (laughs) No. Chris Shiflett, if you're not familiar with the name, is one of the guitarists for the Foo Fighters. He also has a country solo project that he does. Mm-hmm. He's got two albums out now, right? And yeah, a, yeah, two. He he's and had he, him, this incarnation of it. It's a second album. Yeah. Um, he he's had a couple more, but there's a. I think it was like Chris Shiflett and the Dead Peasants. Oh, that's right. And then yeah. and then they they did an album, and then they did like a covers album, and so these last two. Uh, uh, West Coast Town and what, Hard Lessons is that what the new one's called? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just been him, and the new record's super great. It's awesome, you know, just that Americana country kind of thing. You know, a lot of old punk dudes go and do country, so that's just kind of what this is, I think. Yeah, yeah, and he's got a fantastic podcast as well. Yes, a great called Walking the Floor. All right. An amazing podcast. So, yeah. yeah. And you got to see him fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he played a lot of the songs from the new album, West Coast Town as well, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And, you know, it was just cool because, like you said, it's just it's a straight-up country vibe, and yeah. it's just what you want or what I want. I know what you want as well from country music. Definitely. You know, there's no gimmicks, no bullshit, no pop country, nothing. It's just straight across the board. Yeah, you know? it's pure. Yeah. And, you know, he pulled it off live, just him and a bassist and a drummer and a steel guitarist. It was great. That's great, man. I'm glad you get to see that. <laughs> and the bass player, he had said that was his first show with him. Oh, wow. And, you know, it was cool. Like, he had a, the way that festival was set up was they had, they only had two stages. And he was playing the side stage. And the side stage would cross with the main stage. Like, as soon as the main stage was in, it would start. But then mm-hmm. the second half of the set the next main stage band would start. So they were still give them, it was cool. They, you know, they were still getting full sets. Like yeah. they got like an hour long set. Gotcha. But of course, like the first half had a huge crowd. And then like the second half was kind of a smattering because people went off to see some 
Maureen Morris or whatever that chick's name. Oh, some Maureen con- Morris, yeah. Yeah, some pop country bullshit yeah. or something. And But, you know, it was kind of funny. I saw a couple guys over there with Foo Fighter shirts and <laughs> they were there representing, I there guess. You go. But, he got to. Um, and he, you know, it was cool. You know, he never made a mention of it, but he did mention what was the band he was in in the 90s? Um, um, he, he, well, I he said no use for a name, but it's not that. He wasn't like me first in the Gimme Gimme's. And then he was in. Uh, I forgot he was in that. Wasn't it like the U.S.? God, it was a band I knew, and I'm just trying to remember. Yeah. Anyway, he mentioned that because he said one of the songs from, I can't remember which one it was, from the new album was about his that, time with that no, band. Right. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, and he uh, told stories in between the songs. So it was a cool set. And even at the end, he, it's kind of funny. He said, hey, we're playing, this was on Saturday evening. And he said, we've got a day off tomorrow, but Monday night we're playing Milwaukee if anyone wants to come. And he's like, you know, and we were in freaking Colorado, yeah. which is a show far away. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and then he kind of chuckles, and you know what? If any of you people actually show up to Milwaukee and show that you were at Seven Peaks and I said this, we will let you in for free and we will give you all the merch you want. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, I wonder if that happened. I don't know if anybody did it, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so that was cool to see. And, uh. Hopefully you do one day. Though. I'm sure I will. I'm yeah. sure I will. <laughs> but I also just recently was at Caboo in yeah. San Diego working. And I got the chance to see Duran Duran for the first time. Nice. Which nice. was pretty amazing. They put on one hell of a show. So now I have officially finally seen three quarters of Neurotic Outsiders. Not just half <laughs> after all these years. Nice. Good. Yeah, just have a sex pistol to go. Yeah, just just one <laughs> sex pistol to go. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, of course they were fantastic live band. Yeah. And when you can open your show with Hungry Like a Wolf, that's when you know you're like yeah. fucking exactly. shit. You know, because you can book in it, obviously, with Rio and then yeah. fill the whole thing up with, with all the other, other, other hits. fucking hits. Yeah. But, so, yeah, I mean, that was fantastic. I saw Brian Adams, which is cool. I know that might not be everybody's thing, but I've always liked Brian Adams. Don't care what you think about that. And I saw Cheryl Crow. Seen her before, but I've got a long-standing relationship with her that she might not know about. But you know, it's it's it's. Wow, going that doesn't on. sound yeah. creepy at no, all. No, no. <laughs> and uh, oddly, Freed was her guitarist, which was very cool. Cry and, love and Black Crows in the house. Yeah, yeah, that was badass. And. Also, I saw the end of Ario Speedwagon, which is notable because they performed Two Tickets to Paradise. Really? Yeah. That's cool. And it was actually like on the fly because it was the day that Eddie Money died. Wow. Like Eddie Money had, or they had announced it that morning, I guess. Yeah. I think it was Friday morning or Thursday night or something, and they were performing Friday afternoon. Wow. And they ended their set with that. And there's a video going around now. Of them performing that at Kaboo, so, and I That's guess the, cool. the that day, yeah, that day as well. Brian Adams, wherever he was playing, he played "Baby Hold On." Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that was uh that's definitely a voice from our childhood. Yeah, that's something I guess we should have mentioned off the top. Is yeah, that money and Rick Ocasek? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I like literally like once. I was old enough to like music. I'd got Eddie Money's greatest hits and just like 
that's just one of those guys that like everything he everything he touched it was like a fantastic yeah. fucking songwriter you know just, he, he's the money man yeah don't say you don't like any of his shit because you don't yeah you love it you, you know you yeah i mean come on what's your favorite eddie money song oh fuck um the one with ronnie specter okay. take me home tonight just because okay. i don't know why it's corny as shit but i love that shit you got to you know mine is think i'm in love there you go and i also love the hit that like you never hear anymore it was massive in like 1991 remember she takes my breath away it was i remember that title i don't remember how it goes it was like all over the radio for like a year and then like it's never on his greatest hits or anything now really i don't know i just love it it's not even on spotify it's like a secret maybe i'm the only one that remembers it yeah maybe maybe that maybe in your world yeah it's like the the thing it's like rex brown's book your truth you know or it's like the thing where Sinbad was in the Shazam movie, or <laughs> the Bernstein Bears, actually, the Bernstein Bears. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, and then, of course, even at a greater level than Eddie Money was Rick Ocasek. Yeah. And the cars are just as fucking fantastic, more fantastic, you know? And that's another thing from when we were kids, you know, I got that Greatest Hits album, and every fucking song's as great as the last one. Yep. Of course, he produced a shitload of amazing albums as well. That's right. So, yeah. What's your favorite car song? Or can you say? I didn't even thought that out in my head. Um, What's the one uh, where he's like, kept it going? Oh, yeah. You you might think. Yeah. Love that song. That's Sam here. I just sang it, so. You might think in uh, that or just what I needed. Um. And Weezer does a fantastic cover of you might think. Nice, yeah. nice. Just so you know. Hell yeah. Well, you get you you you're good over there with your Weezer. I'm I'm good over here with no Weezer. I just I just don't get it. I'll never understand it. Sorry, I I don't understand why you like Spice Girls. So we're even. That's totally different. No, no, it's not because we're talking your about a shit rock band is not here. an ironic. You really fucking love them for some goddamn. That's true, but reason. I'm just saying that's not the difference between liking a rock band or the Spice Girls. This is like Weezer's better than Three Eleven. Okay, next subject. Let's not get into this. <laughs> but I, I just want to bitch about something though, like okay. somewhat related. This recent announcement of this Green Day tour next year. Mm-hmm. With Fallout Boy and Weezer and yeah. the Interrupters. Yeah. Which, first off, that's amazing that the Interrupters are on this. Oh, man. That's so good for them. That's awesome. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a massive fucking tour all next summer. So, for the Interrupters to get that next level was fucking oh, great. Yeah. And, they, and they just put out a cover on YouTube of Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Oh, really? And it's way better than the original could ever Dream really how is that being. possible yeah and exactly i know i know but i'm just saying <laughs> okay i'm just saying <laughs> but you know it's like you know everybody and their mom is taking a shit out of their dick about billy eilish right i'm like her and her brother with a little casio keyboard in their bedroom and and that's and people are fucking going nuts <laughs> next right jesus christ <laughs> So, anyways, uh, well, no. What I was gonna say is, go when, when you see the poster for it, Fallout Boy is billed above Weezer. Like, is that a thing? Like, I didn't even. I'm, I'm not gonna be. You know, I'm not that. one of those guys that are like, you know, when your favorite band's opening up for another band, it's like, and some dorks on Facebook like, well, they should be opening when obviously the other bands should be headlining yeah. because they're way bigger. Yeah. But I'm just like in my head, it's like 
Weezer was always bigger than Fallout Boy, I thought. Yeah, so did I. They have a million hits, and they're like, <sighs> I mean, Fallout Boy were like were gone for a long time, and I don't even remember two Fallout Boy songs. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't at all. Because the two I remember I were remember, so horrible, I, I didn't want to hear a two. fucking I don't third even remember one. Remember one. And I'm still pissed to this day that they took one of the best names from fucking The, the Simpsons, Simpsons and yeah. like bastardized it into this fucking shit pop punk garbage fucking bullshit. That's how much I hate that band. Sorry. Okay. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> we all have rants here. Okay. Um, I'm going to tag Fall Out Boy. Do it. Fuck it. <laughs> um, and Pete Wentz, you're coming on his podcast. Um, God damn it. What was I going to say? Uh, Eh, I had a point, and then I totally forgot it, so whatever. <laughs> Did have to do it? Yeah, yeah. With Billy Eilish? Oh. No, it's something about that tour, something about that billing. Well, talking about that the other day in San Diego, Tom, me and Tom were talking about it, and he just said, like, I didn't know that it, I had seen anything about it, but he said it was going to be in stadiums. Yeah. And I'm like, he's like, they're the first, you know, think about it, Green Day's the first band to make that jump in quite a while. Yeah. To go from arenas to stadiums, like Foo Fighters are really the last, I mean, as far as rock bands, yeah, they're the first, exactly. the last band to really do that. Yeah. But it's in the summer. It's a four band bill. They'll, 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 they'll do good. Yeah. Um, oh, and the, well, yeah. Okay. Here's what I was going to say, talking about, you know, why is it this band's opening? What about the whole Megadeth opening for Five Finger Cunt Punch? Well, no, I mean. What's I, that all about? It's stupid. Even in Europe. Like where Megadeth could, I mean, I I don't know. Is it bigger venues? I haven't looked. I'm just fucking. I'm sure it is. It's I'm like being a crotchety old. I mean, the fact that it's head. that it's Europe makes it a little iffy. But if it was here, it's like there's no scenario where Megadeth would not be open. Oh, for that's what I'm punch. saying. Is like, is, is like if it was here, I could almost see it. But in Europe, it's like what? Yeah, you know. I mean, I don't know what love because Five Finger Death Punch had to go to Europe and open for like Disturbed or somebody, really, because they're not something like that. They're not as big in Europe as they are here. Okay, so I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, that's the part that throws me off. I just know that like if Megadeth's here, they're playing a theater. If Five Finger Death Punch is here, they're playing an arena. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just obvious. It's like, but over there, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just assume Megadeth was bigger. Yeah, so did I. But who knows. So, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> all right. Well, I think that was everything on our list of right on, the well. con- all the concerts, at least, that we've seen. Yeah. I'm sure there's a million things that we could have talked about, but I forgot. Did you listen to the new Crowbot album? Yes, I Without have. Going a into few it? times. Great. That thing Great is stuff. Fantastic. Yep. Good, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. And I have not listened to the new Tom Kiefer. Which I, I listened to it once. I need. It's really good. Yeah. Um, the first song is heck weird. It's it's like the vocals are way back in the mix or something. I don't know. Maybe that was just my ear or something. But it is a great record. Um, I need to listen to it again. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, God, there. I know there's new shit. I listened to the, I listened to the new Bad Religion, which I know has been out for a while. I think, but I just I got around to listening to it. I think I missed that. I didn't even know. Yeah. That. Um, hold on, hold on, just a minute. <laughs> but uh I know the new Blackstone Cherry EP comes out tomorrow. Is that that blues thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh let's see here. Have you listened to Big Wreck yet? Oh yeah. Uh, I haven't listened to it yet. It's on my thing. Fucking Black Star Riders. What a great fucking record. That's one Holy I forgot fuck, about. Fuck, that's a great record. Man. The Big Wreck album is fantastic. 
I need to listen to it. I know I, I do. like I, I do. like it better than the last one. Yeah, from about three years ago, whatever that was. Yep. So that's that's the one I, you know, wanted to talk about. Okay. Love that record, and I was so pleased they delivered for sure. The Black Star Riders. Oh movie? yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll check that out. So this is Damon Johnson wasn't on this at all, right? This no, happened uh-uh. after he left. Uh-uh. Okay. All right. But but you know I I know that. You know, it's all it's it's September, but we're getting in the back half of the year. My my best of list this year is going to be very rock heavy, okay. as opposed to metal. Oh yeah, you know, and I, I and I think that's just what grabbed me this year. So yeah, I mean, when I think about it, it's like Soulwork and Evergrey are like the two metal albums I think about, and everything else is more mm-hmm. hard rock. You yeah. know, are we getting old? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know what metals left to come out. Yeah. There's yeah. more rock to come uh, out like Night Flight Orchestra. Yeah, I know. Which, and <laughs> I just listened to a bunch of them yesterday. I just put the new Sacred Reich on my list. Oh, I, haven't, sure. I haven't I haven't listened to it I yet. I keep forgetting about that one. Too. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. So, New Sonata Arctica, that one was really, that was pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. New Death Angel from a couple months ago is really good. That's but it's, really it's good, still yeah. not, it didn't grab me the same way the evil divide did that's gonna be an amazing show at the fucking shrine oh that's right get the fuck out of here yeah holy when is shit. that again december it's something like december okay wow yeah you know holy shit yeah we've got that coming we've got here coming up not that far away the rival sons at the fair oh man crows conformity at the Kane's ballroom yep fucking sebastian uh, bach at the diamond ballroom enforcer and uh God Warbringer, Warbringer, yeah, Warbringer, yeah, we're coming to the shrine. That's going to be insane, right? Oh yeah, good stuff. Hell yeah! So yeah, if you're at any of those, look for us because we'll be out there. Oh yeah, hell yes! All right, well, if this is your first time listening, we appreciate it. If you've listened sporadically, just go back in and dig through the past 230 some episodes, and we've had on everyone from Gene Simmons of Kiss to Mark Kendall of Great White to. COC, Seven Dust, Megadeth, Def Leppard, uh, Insight, like you mentioned, Battlecross, Sons of Texas, Saving Abel, Shinedown, Tesla, Candlebox. A long-ass list, so yeah. just dig through it. It's all on SoundCloud.com backslash Thunderdash Underground. You can find us on iTunes, Google Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, MixCloud. Or just Google us. It'll pop up. I promise. And then follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that as well. Give us a like, a share. All that helps spread the word. All right. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.